Welcome everyone to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. Hi, sorry, I was taking a drink of tea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, along with us, we've got newbie co-hosts Will. Howdy. And Caitlin. Cricket, 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 cricket. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> my, hello, and my microphone was on mute. <laughs> All right. And uh, today we've got a special guest, uh, Sergeant Drano. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Uh, yay! Hey. Glad to be here. Um, all right, so what is your history, with, if any, with Briscoe? I have a long and sordid, steamy history. Well, maybe not steamy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I heard about Briscoe County Jr. before it actually first aired, because I was a big uh, Bruce Campbell fan. Mm-hmm. Before then, I was a big Evil Dead fan, Army of Darkness. Uh, so it was around that time that uh, you know I started seeing uh, previews for this new series that was coming up. So I was really gung-ho to watch it because of Bruce Campbell. And... Uh, uh, it was definitely one of my favorite shows. Uh, it still is, really. Um, although, eh, probably kind of like you guys, uh, I wasn't expecting Bruce to be quite as much of a straight man in this series as he has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, like you guys, Bowler is the best character on the show, hands down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, I don't know if we've uh, had somebody on who was there you know, at the beginning of the show back in the day when it aired and followed along with it. Did you follow along with it the whole way or? Oh yes, I recorded every single episode on VHS and I so, I kept I kept all those VHSs. I still got them up in the attic. I kept them until they finally did put it out on DVD. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um Oh, next we got to reveal the high and low point winners of the previous episode. I do not have that ready. Let's see. <clears throat> you know, I just realized we probably shouldn't be drinking tea because you know we could very well fall asleep at any <laughs> and end up in like a dirt basement. No, oh, <laughs> that's true. <bro. laughs> Being like sentenced to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the previous episode, uh, the low point of and baby makes three. The winner is Caitlin's choice of Lee Pao losing to Chan. Oh. <laughs> Woohoo! You win so many times. It just seems like that. You just keep saying it. Then every time that I do happen to win, you're like, oh, another one. <laughs> I'm just jealous. Um, and the high point winner oh is Robin's choice of a ninja pushing a baby carriage. I kind of agree. That is pretty delightful. <laughs> when you put it in those words, it's it's amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> now I want to see a ninja pushing a baby carriage in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, maybe you should offer to babysit kids and then just dress up. As just dress up as a ninja. You know, it, it may not be that far off that I might see a ninja because it has been awful cold lately. So people could be wearing like balaclavas Ooh. around. <laughs> so they might be able to look like ninjas. It's gonna be a whole bunch of American ninjas. <laughs> I thought you were saying, up oh, cold weather, that's when the ninjas come. Black Dementors or something. Everyone knows ninjas love cold weather. They love to go skiing and snowshoeing <laughs> and skating. Oh, now I want to see a skating ninja. <laughs> ninjas on ice. <laughs> like ice capades, but with ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, so this episode is called Bad Luck Betty, uh, Betty, <laughs> Betty, <laughs> Bad Luck Betty, and, uh, let's get into it. Um, 
All right, so it starts off, and we're at the bar, and it's Socrates' birthday. And everybody's Kool-Aid. Yeah, what <laughs> like is that? cherry Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's, it's punch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> It looked very, yeah, very red and colorful for a drink they would have back then. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what lawyers drink. They drink blood. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Whip said he was leaving last episode, and boom, here he is. <laughs> I'm leaving, but I'm back. Yeah. Bad His thing. last mission was the cake for Socrates' birthday. Mm-hmm. Maybe they sent him off to get a woman for the cake. <laughs> and he came back. Yeah. No, I think they're just keeping around around now because uh, Briscoe is promised to Dixie, so they need somebody else to chase after the ladies. I think so. <laughs> what about Bowler? Bowler's not allowed to have ladies because he's a sidekick. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not fair. It's um, really not fair. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I guess I guess secondary sidekicks are allowed to get ladies. I guess Wh- so. Whip is allowed. Um, so yes, uh, the plan is, uh, Whip set together a plan, uh, as soon as Socrates blows out the candles on this gigantic cake, a woman's gonna pop out and kiss him. And, uh, I don't think I'd want to be kissed by a random stranger. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, what you know, if they're not your type? <laughs> you or what if they have, like, what if they happen to have mouth herpes that day? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want, no well, thank you. Well, you would hope your friends would make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to be kissed by a cakey stranger? No. no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he blows out the candles, then the lights go out, and he's kidnapped. And I don't know, it only seems to take a second for him to get kidnapped and the lights to come back on, and they realize he's kidnapped, but nobody goes running after whoever grabbed him. They're already gone, not too far away. <laughs> and- they're already like ten feet away. I mean, <laughs> you don't expect me to run over there. Um, hmm? oh, nothing. No, go uh, ahead. No, no. Please say something. I, 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 I just chuckled, oh. and I was I was thinking of uh, I guess I was thinking of Bowler uh, looking for tracks on the wooden stage. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. Didn't find tracks anywhere. Yeah, oh. they they do find some tracks on the stage apparently. That's so weird. And they go out the back door. Um, that that cake lady doesn't give a shit. She got free cake out of it. She doesn't care. <laughs> kidnapped. What if she ate the entire inside of the cake? Maybe she did. She ate her. But wait, she what part of the cake window. was real? Because I I know that on the top of it there was made of like wood. <laughs> and the inside. yes, Socrates was leaning on the cake when he blew out the candles. Mm. Oh. <laughs> okay, know. so he already knew that it was like a lady inside. He knew it was a fake cake. Probably. Just I mean, covered in whipped cream. Why else would there be a cake? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, so weird. Uh, so after the credits, what's the name of chapter one? Oh, it's bad. It only hurts when I laugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ow. Hooray for puns. Yeah. No, I disagree. <laughs> I supposed to say that. <laughs> I did like the sign to the town. Welcome to Midnightville, population strange. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a little on the nose. Yeah. Why would a town say that about themselves? I don't know. Yeah. I have a I have a question about that. Yeah. Was this supposed to be like their Twin Peaks episode or something? I'm trying to think back. It doesn't feel very Twin Peaks. It feels very psycho. <laughs> but also other things. But it feels that. 
Well, there's also just random weird stuff that kind of happens. There are weird... Which I, I feel like... I feel like that's what Twin Peaks was kind of known for back in the day. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to remember if this was airing around the same time that Twin Peaks was on. I kind of... After. I can't remember a little though, bit after, sure. I think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there was some quirky characters in there. I agree with you. Yeah. But I think a Western is... As far from Twin Peaks as he can be, so. But I, it I was know. like it was a very quirky town, though you have to admit, like the weird, like the. the yeah, but it was like, it was quirky in a morbid way. Like everybody was like a morbid. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> scary horror movie character. But like mm-hmm. the foot lady and the guy who likes to live on her house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the foot and lady the who dresses all in black. Didn't like the light and. Mm. She's basically a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glutton for punishment! Basement mm-hmm. dweller. Um, so yes, our heroes arrive in Midnightville, and uh, Whip's only there because he could smell something when the kidnapper came by, so they're going to use him to track the smell if he's if he can notice it <laughs> again. Did, did he describe the smell at this point? Did no. Really? Yeah. no. Um, so uh, they stroll into town, and there's a kid who's been caught throwing a rock through a window and breaking a mirror and uh deputy betty comes up and she lets the kid go because he broke a mirror and he's already got enough bad luck uh, <laughs> uh, so what are yeah. your thoughts on betty here yeah those are, those are pretty much my thoughts on betty Ugh. <laughs> her delivery is what makes her honestly i think she her, her character is like I don't know. She has a vivacity about her, but also, yeah, she's just she's funny. Yeah, I, 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 she was like like flirting the line between hilarious and annoying. Yeah, she was annoying. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to steal anybody's quote, but uh, when she told that kid, "You saw being very naughty." <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, well, let's look at her IMDb. Um, she's played by Annabelle Price. Um, the only recurring thing I see is some show called Christy, <laughs> never heard of. Um, her very first credit is as rape victim <laughs> in a movie ah. called The Silent Scream. Oh, that's awful! <laughs> oh, that's oh, man. Awful. She hasn't done anything since 2000. That paints me... <laughs> yeah. She's weird, like because she seems, she seems familiar in some way, I don't know why, but... I kind of felt like she was doing a bit like her character was based on some kind of other character, but I couldn't figure yeah. out who it was. Yeah. It seemed fair. I don't know. I think Christy, I think that's a novel. Is it? I think so. I think it's like a... might be like a TV show based off of like a novel. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it I is. I read it a long, long time ago. It's the one about that evil car that was possessed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's just a girl. It's like like a like kind of like a little house on the prairie kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. They talk to Betty about Socrates. They're looking for him. And uh, while they're in town, she tells them about uh, the Grayson boarding house. They can't stay at the hotel because it burned down. Well, she burnt it down. <laughs> <laughs> And um, they go to talk to the sheriff, who's in a full-body cast. Um, his assistant, Riley, is f- afraid of the sun. Um, <laughs> I kind of enjoyed for some that. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. 
It's just so weird. It's very random. Yes. Um, Socrates used to live in this town, apparently, and practice law. Um, and I'm curious. Uh, not not to interrupt. Well, I guess I am interrupting. Oh, please interrupt. Because <laughs> I want you guys... Did, uh, I'm curious. Uh, did anybody recognize Riley? No. Did you? Uh, yes. He is the uh, pretty much the main character of the Critters movies. Oh. Critters. I've never seen them. Yes, that's Don Opper. Yeah, he plays a a guy named Charlie McFadden, who's kind of like a slightly goofy everyman character who gets kind of wrapped up in this sci-fi monster series of movies. It's pretty cool. How many of those are there? Uh, There are four. Okay. Why have I never heard of these movies? (laughs) 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 I've only seen the first one. I've seen that one like a million times, but I don't really... It's been a long time since I've seen it, though. Don't they kind of look like big, fat, ball-shaped gremlins or something? Yeah, they're kind of a little porcupine-y. Can you look up a picture, Matt? I can, if you want (laughs) to be weirded out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do. They're great. (laughs) Yeah, critters. They're great. Yeah, they roll around their little balls. They're kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. They can shoot their quills at you. They bite you. And they're actually escaped alien criminals. And every so often... They'll talk to each other and it'll like have subtitles on screen <laughs> as to what they're saying. And these these bounty hunter guys come after them to capture them again. And oh. they make friends. They make friends with Charlie McFadden, who is that like a young Riley. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. <laughs> There's a young a picture of a young Leonardo DiCaprio with a critter, and Was it's he really in one of those weird. Movies? <laughs> Eh, he might be. I don't know. I can't remember. I think he might be because there's like quite a few pictures of him with critters. (laughs) (laughs) The third one, maybe. Wow. (laughs) Oh, I've seen more than one critters. I was getting them mixed up with trimmers for some reason. Yeah. I've seen (laughs) multiple critters. They kind of look familiar, but I might have just. I, just, I might just be You've remembering probably, seeing it at like a video store. Yeah, or you've something. probably seen the VHS cover at a video rental and been store like me. Out at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the sheriff's getting a toe rub from some creepy foot fetishist lady. Ugh. Were they implying? Were they implying she was a dominatrix or something in this episode? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really I get that. Really I don't like know. Feet. She rubs feet and then. They're like well, later they're dressed on. Dressed in black. She's dressed in black, and then later on, she's like, or they're wondering why she's named Madam or something. Mrs. Or Mrs. Yeah. And she's never married. And then <laughs> and why like, is she named? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, never mind. I don't want to know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she is because she was like, she was like, I'll rub you guys' toes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. She's, I don't know. Oh, I realize how recoil from her. <laughs> I just thought it was weird that she was just rotating like each individual toe, and I was like, "Ugh!" <laughs> <laughs> that was repulsive. Ugh. Yeah. So gross. Not only that, the sheriff was like, "Gloves off." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they obviously have a relationship going, those two. <laughs> yes, but he's in a full body cast because Betty threw some salt over her shoulder because she's super superstitious, and she hit him in the face, and he like had some big mishap where he got crushed by grandfather clock. <laughs> Me so clumsy. <laughs> oh, you're making her worse somehow. <laughs> um, and then she ruins his dinner by knocking the tray out of some guy's hands. And the sheriff warns them about her. <laughs> Which, do you really need a warning? No. She's <laughs> kind of obvious. Meanwhile, Whip goes to the Bates Motel. I mean, Grace and Boarding Home. Uh, <laughs> Slash funeral parlor. Yes. No. But that is that's got to be the actual psycho set at like Universal 
right? Oh, probably. Because that is the house. Yeah. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. It looks like it the looks house. Familiar, yeah. That that's the house, and you can. I'm pretty sure they have it on uh, the Universal lot. They kept it there. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably used it for filming. I'm I'm imagining. <laughs> the one in uh, Bates Motel, like the new series, is a replica that they made in Vancouver, which Mel and I went to go see. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> hmm. Well, we couldn't really. There was a big fence, but there was a big fence, but we were just hanging outside like creepos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Uh, Mr. Cross. Yeah. It was actually like double fenced too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> there was a no man zone between the fences. Yes. <laughs> Concertina wire. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he goes inside and uh, he meets Diana Grayson. Um home this house used to be a funeral home run by her father donald before his death <clears throat> um this creepy weird guy named mr cross who stares at whip through the window <laughs> yeah. yeah i didn't realize just how weird everybody was until y'all said that earlier but yeah they're freaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just random weird people yeah wow. in this episode yes <laughs> um dan shows uh whip the rain bath <laughs> one of her father's inventions um, and uh, tells about how her father thought he could bring back the dead given the right I don't know formula or something and Whip is completely enchanted by this ridiculous woman yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like he's forgotten why they're there in the first place yes mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah what's surprising is he didn't smell the formaldehyde earlier yeah yeah when it probably was like everywhere yeah I know <laughs> All he smelled was pheromones. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we cut to the nighttime and a carriage rolls up and a mystery person comes out of it and kidnaps the sheriff while he's immobilized in um, in his full body cast. Um, And then we see Socrates waking up and he's in some sort of weirdo basement court (laughs) with the scary man. Who reveals himself to be Donald Grayson, back from the dead. He was apparently hanged, and he's now he's coming after the men responsible for his death. So what'd you guys think of this? Did you think, you know, this guy was actually back from the dead, or...? I figured I, he probably I, faked his death. That was my first guess. Okay. <laughs> that so, was okay. one consideration. Oh, go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, no, I, no, that was kind of... I... I, I <laughs> sound like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just curious if anybody, if any of us, you know, thought there was any possibility that the guy had actually come back from the dead. I'm thinking not. Anybody? No. <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought maybe there was a 10% chance. Yeah, I, yeah, I was slightly inclined to believe it because... All these people had been kidnapped, like, really super quickly, which means it must have been just, like, one person acting, but then they would have had to have to have superhuman strength. Yeah. I think Mr. Cross was helping her, wasn't he? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. I thought yeah. later on Miss, Mrs. Van Allen says that she, Mr. Mr. Cross brought her to see uh, Mr. Mr. Grayson. Like, Oh, maybe so. That's why mm. he hung himself at the end? No, she hung him. Oh, she hung him. You think? Yeah. Well, no. She, you yeah. don't think he was feeling guilty about all the deaths? Oh, she said she hung him. <laughs> oh. Okay, never mind. I missed that part. I guess, where was I? I don't know. You were petting your kitty cat. I guess. Um, <laughs> so, 
Which just barely whipped. Yep. <laughs> I get distracted by random things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the morning, Briscoe and Bowler uh, race to the bath, and Bowler wins. <laughs> Small victory for Bowler. Yes. Yeah. Um, although he really loses because he didn't get to experience a shower. I know. <laughs> I don't know. How do you think Bowler would feel about that? He'd be freaked out. He'd probably be, yeah, he'd probably, he's not... It's raining indoors? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, he, he's old-fashioned. Yeah. He likes things just so... I think he resists change. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the shower burns Briscoe, I mean. Yeah. Briscoe yeah. didn't have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, cooking, but that rain bath. Yes. Um, so Diana tells Briscoe about the other bath, and as they walk there, uh, he, she tells him about her mother, who's also dead. Um... Whip notices a boat in the yard, and he offers to take Diana on a moonlight cruise. Um, I think I started falling asleep around this point. It's, <laughs> it's been a while since I've actually started falling asleep, I think, during the episode. <laughs> um, well, did you wake up for when Briscoe took a shower? Yeah, I remember the shower. It was when he was talking about, when she was talking about her mother, that was when I was... <sighs> <laughs> Because the shower scene was great, because they basically reenact the psycho shower scene. Yes. And Briscoe's drinking coffee in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) This reminded me of kids in the hall when Kevin McDonald was eating fries with vinegar in the shower. (laughs) 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 So weird. Yes. We need to post that video. Yeah, we do. (laughs) On the Uh, Briscoe ends up burning himself while Betty... Um, gets startled and then Briscoe falls over and the coffee goes down the drain like the blood and all that stuff. It's basically the psycho scene. <laughs> yeah. Still though, who drinks coffee in the shower? Come on. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure there are people who do it. Let's let's put a poll on the Facebook group. Who yes. drinks coffee in the shower? <laughs> yes! Has anyone ever eaten or drank anything in the shower? Mm-hmm. In, in, you know, besides water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like taking food into the bathroom. It just doesn't feel no, right. It's yeah. gross. It is gross. That's <laughs> where you poop. <laughs> but I admit that's, to eating in the that's bathroom. Just, that's just greater efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. There was a janitor lady at work that would bring like a cellophane wrapped hot dog w- w- in the bathroom with her. <laughs> I don't know why. While she cleaned the bathroom. No, she would just bring it in the bathroom and then sit on the toilet for like a really long time and then she's like, "Eat a no, hot no bun." No bun, just a hot dog. Yeah. I have no idea. Wow. She might not have been eating that hot dog. She might not have. (laughs) Was wrapped in cellophane. She does not work there anymore, suffice to say. (laughs) All she did was like, you know, eat hot dogs and poop, so (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Story of my life. (laughs) What are your qualifications? Well, I can eat hot dog and I can poop. Uh-huh. I'm not very good at cleaning. <laughs> I can, oh, oh. Sure as hell I can eat a hot dog in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> so, um, Betty's there to deliver information on Socrates' uh, past cases. Um, meanwhile, Briscoe gets naked in front, of, <laughs> in front of Bowler, who is shocked and appalled. Um and then Whip comes in and tells Briscoe that this sheriff is missing. By the way, Bruce Campbell has a farmer's tan, and I think that's completely adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question about this scene. Okay. Why does Betty have a brush? 
Yeah, I don't know, because she needed something in her hand to imitate a knife, I guess. But yeah, buy a brush. <laughs> and why was she? Oh, she came to deliver the. Okay, I was like, why was she there in the first place? Yeah, why, she, yeah, why was it okay to barge she, into the bathroom? Maybe she was like, I'm going. <laughs> she to, heard him. <laughs> she wanted to brush Bruce Campbell's chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> he needed some grooming. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so Briscoe and the and the gang go and see Riley, uh, the guy who lives under a house. Um, Mrs. Van Allen points them to him because apparently he saw somebody kidnap the sheriff. Um, then they all go in there. They crawl under like there's like two feet of clearance or something yeah, in his house. This guy is totally living in a crawl space. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a train of people who go into his place and then uh, they all bump into each other and Briscoe ends up bashing his head, which I thought was a funny, funny visual gag. Yes. yes. And Bowler getting offended by Briscoe's posterior again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Bruce Campbell's always good at the physical getting hurt gags. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> yeah. Um, Bowler's trying too hard, trying to be offended at the sight of Briscoe's nudity in his butt. <laughs> you know, he you thinks know. he doth complain too much. Yeah, you know you love it, Bowler. Yeah. Um, Riley uh, saw a hearse without a horse. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, Horseless hearse. Yep. I'm sure that's somebody's quote. <laughs> and uh, he saw Donald Grayson, and you can tell because he's wearing an Undertaker shirt, suit. I guess he's the only one <laughs> ever who's ever allowed to wear an Undertaker suit. I'm sorry, I don't know for some reason when you said you mistakenly said Undertaker shirt, and then sure. I thought of the Undertaker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can yeah. you picture if the Undertaker was in this episode? He's he just saw some guy with a button-up shirt, shirt with the uh, sleeves ripped off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, Whip, Whip tells them all about the, uh, death-defying experiments that, uh, Donald was, uh, apparently undertaking, so maybe he's back from the dead. <laughs> um, and Betty's sure, sh- sure that he's dead, uh, she actually saw him hang ten years ago when she was a little girl? What? But she's got, like, gray in her hair. Ten years ago, she was not a little girl. No. <laughs> Maybe she was a teenager. Not even. Not no even. way. No. <laughs> well, some people get gray hair young. Yeah. She did. Mm. She doesn't look like she's in her late teens. <laughs> I know, but she could be like 20. Really? Okay, but wait. As Okay, she doesn't look this young, but to be an adult in that time, probably what, 16? I guess, but. Yeah, life was hard back then. Yeah, Matt. She looks, years. She <laughs> looks at least like 38. At least. <laughs> That's being generous. <laughs> was was I the only one that thought she looked like Talia Winters? Uh, from I don't know who that is. Yeah, still oh, knows. Yes, I know. She is my Dixie Cousins of Babylon Five, and <laughs> I hate her just because of the way that she, the actress, portrayed her. Because she does this thing with her mouth when she ever she talks. <laughs> she opens it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she opens it. But yeah, she um. The thing is, I've seen her on other shows since then, and I didn't have a problem with her on those other shows, but I don't know. Will, would you mind at some point getting a screen cap of her doing the thing with her mouth that you're talking about so I can see exactly what it is you mean? (laughs) I'll see if I can find one. Just wait, because I'm because uh, never mind. <laughs> She's in a lot of stuff. You should watch some of the other stuff and see if she does that as well. Like NYPD Blue, Jag, Twenty Four. Yeah, she was fine on Twenty Four and oh, okay. NYPD Blue. 
And she did. She was on Hitline News for a while. Maybe she had mouth corrective surgery. Maybe. <laughs> or she taught herself not to do that thing with her mouth like Chloe Moretz did. She, she used to have a mouth thing, too, but she doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't know what these mouth things you're talking about. <laughs> I need to see a picture of this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Make an animated GIF or GIF or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe somebody made a supercut of uh, this person's mouth thing. Where it's like <laughs> a YouTube video. It's like four minutes long, and it's like every, every instance of you could torture yourself with it. Uh, so they go to the scene of the kidnapping. Uh, Betty um, or Bowler can't find tracks at all, and uh, they just find a boot print. It's the same as when Socrates was kidnapped. And Betty recognizes it as Donald uh, Donald Grayson's footprint. Again, because, when yeah. she was a little girl. Well, no, because yeah, I guess because he especially, or he had a, a a boot made especially for him uh, because he had a war injury. I guess it's either him or Forrest Gump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My neighbors are yelling at their children again. It's kind of annoying. Oh. Right now. <laughs> Yeah, either that or their dog. They have a dog now, and they yellowed it too sometimes. Aww. <laughs> Makes me sad. That is sad. I can't hear them. Okay. <laughs> feel any better about it? I guess not, because you can still hear them. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Just to get, we'll get a broom and knock on. Well, I don't know if they live beneath you or above you or. Oh, right next door. Oh, just knock on your wall with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear everything! <laughs> <laughs> Pass, uh, slide a passive-aggressive note under the door. Ooh, those are great. Uh, just uh, just call, a, uh, call a noise complaint in to the cops. Make the cops bother them. <laughs> um, so, to be sure that uh, Donald Grayson's dead, they go and check his grave. Uh, Betty's being superstitious again about digging up somebody. When her hammer head flies off of her hammer. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it appears the sheriff is in the grave. Um, Do we ever find out what would have happened to the real Grayson? He's sitting at the he's sitting in the basement, propped up in the chair. Yeah. Oh, those are his bones like here? Okay. I would imagine. He's yeah. very well preserved for a ten-year-old corpse. Yeah. Um, so, and then they get shot at by Mr. Cross. And, uh, <laughs> as Betty pulls out her gun, she elbows Bowler in the face. <laughs> I like the scene. Yes. Yeah. For some reason. Yes, no, it's funny. Well, Mr. Cross is delightful here. Yes. <laughs> he just stands there. <laughs> I like the way he talks. He kind of talks like Sling Blade. He's telling everyone their weight because he knows bodies so well. <laughs> that was pretty great. And uh, I like how they ask him if he's seen Socrates based on his weight. They're like, have you seen a, a 185 around? There's no way Socrates weighs 185 pounds. Yeah. That's like almost as much as Briscoe. That's like very nearly Briscoe. That's well, more than Briscoe. Oh, it's yeah. more? It's more than Briscoe. Briscoe's 175. Okay, yeah. There's, there's no, no way. Because Briscoe's taller, right? Yes. He's taller yeah. and he's more buff. So- Sock has kind of but a big Briscoe, ass. Briscoe, I mean, <laughs> Briscoe's more buff, but I think Socrates has a bit of a gut, doesn't he? I don't know. And an ass. Like, he's got not really big. big. <laughs> he's got a bit. No Muscle way. weighs more than fat, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Baby got back. <laughs> yep. Socrates is actually bigger than he looks. <laughs> Socrates is actually like a really big muscle man under the <laughs> under all those clothes. 
Have you seen any recent pictures of him? No. He's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Does he look like his character from Buffy? Uh, I don't know, because I have not seen him in Buffy. Oh. I saw him in True Blood. He was pretty big in that. I'll send you a picture of him. <laughs> uh, Should I thank you, or <laughs> prepare for revenge? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to know if uh, this is what he looks like. Does he do anything with his mouth? <laughs> No, probably not. Check the uh, the chat window. Click on that link. That's uh, okay. that's Socrates in Buffy. We'll see if I can figure out how to make this work. Show <laughs> I am. It says Matt Humphrey headed Sergeant. Easily one eighty five. Okay, I've clicked the link. Yeah. However, Skype is on a computer that is extremely slow. <laughs> All right, never mind then. <laughs> Just wait till you should, uh, if you can send it to me over uh, Facebook, that would work better. I'll do that. Um, so what happens? What happens next while I'm doing this? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> there, I sent it on Facebook. Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much. That's how he looks now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the actor's name? I'm, I got now. I got a Google image. Christian, uh, Christian Clemenson. <laughs> Christian Clemenson. Um, oh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh, huh. maybe so, he slimmed back down. He doesn't look as big anymore. Huh. Well, uh, next uh, they're worried about the train conductor and uh, key witness, which is Mrs. Uh, Van Allen, she was a key witness, <clears throat> getting Donald Grayson uh, executed. Uh, They're most. I was kind of su- I was kind of surprised by the train conductor because at the beginning everyone is in the town was acting kind of all like spacey and weird, but the train conductor seemed like the most normal person. So I thought maybe he was just like passing through the town yeah. on a train, but apparently not. Yeah, he seems to be awake <laughs> often, but for some reason he has the power to elect a new sheriff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what's up with this guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a traveling mayor. <laughs> <laughs> traveling mayor. <laughs> 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 that I can just delight. Certain <laughs> um, so conductors have special legal powers in the old west. Yeah. I want to be a traveling mayor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they control whether people can leave or not, so yeah. they have special powers. Exactly. Um, That's what you want. So uh, they go to Mrs. Van Allen's place and they tell Betty to stay behind with the horses. But she gets scared and pulls out her gun and shoots the ground and all the horses run away. It's comet ain't stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, as they come back to check on her, they hear a scream from Mrs. Van Allen's place and the horseless carriage comes through and it leaves no tracks. And they shoot at the horseless carriage and I'm like... What are you trying to shoot at it for? Shoot the driver. You think you can stop <laughs> yeah. because you're shooting at it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Mm. Uh, and Briscoe, Briscoe says it, it makes no noise, but, I mean, it sure sounded like it was making noise to me. I guess it was just making the noise of the wheels on the, on the ground. That's about it. I don't know. Yeah, okay. yeah nothing else that he knows that could make... Like something move without horses, like a train or yeah, because they won't. Anything else that would move without horses would have a big steam engine on it or something, yeah, or a rocket. <laughs> and I don't even know how they. <laughs> yeah. Skipping ahead, I don't even know how they knew that it was 
batteries. What batteries were, because I don't even know if that was a thing. Briscoe's an educated man. Uh, I don't even know if that was a thing back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we don't even have... We barely have battery-powered ca- cars now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had them way back then, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we go to Mrs. Van Allen wakes up at the trial in the basement, and she sees... <clears throat> apparently she saw the shadows of a man and a woman struggling with a gun the night Mrs. Grayson died. And uh, she implicated Donald Grayson, and he ended up dying, or getting executed. Uh, was... Earlier in chapter two, it's a grave situation. Uh, grave. Waka waka. That one's... They didn't even try. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> um... they, yeah they're not trying anymore, because they know the series is almost over. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving up on it. Uh, the gang returns to see Diana come out of the barn, and they check it out. They're a bit suspicious of her, but they don't find anything. And then uh, Whip startles them. He lost track of Mr. Cross, who he was supposed to keep an eye on. Um, Diana thinks that her father was innocent the whole time, and that he's he's alive. And, uh, <laughs> then they notice the Cross has run off. Um, and they also notice that the leaky boat that was there earlier is also gone. And uh, Betty, this is probably the only thing she contributes in the entire episode. Betty says that the sheriff had a fear of being buried alive, and Mrs. Van Allen had a fear of water, which gives them the idea that maybe she's, you know, in the lake in some sort of death trap, (laughs) leaky death trap. (laughs) Does that mean the sheriff had a fear of... Okay, yeah, 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 never mind. Yeah, he had fear of being buried alive. Gotcha. Um... So Briscoe stands Bowler after the conductor to protect him, and uh, Whip is supposed to stay behind and watch Diana. Um, Bad idea. Yeah. Can't. You... Don't rely on Whip. Especially not with like a woman around, because he's just gonna. <laughs> no. You know. To be fair to him, he's been okay the past couple episodes, but. I don't know. He's always kind of distracted when a woman's around. Though. Yeah. Yeah. He's always trying to just woo. Yeah, you know, court whoever's around. <laughs> Try to get lucky. Well, back in uh, it's an awkward age. Yeah, <laughs> back in Grayson Manor here, uh, Whip notices that s- smell again, and uh, Diana says it's probably formaldehyde. Um, I love she's not even hiding it anymore. She's like, yeah, it's formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she gets Whip to drink some tea, and he passes out. Obviously, who didn't see that coming? <laughs> Obviously. Uh, Briscoe and Betty find Van Allen in a leaky boat on a lake, and uh, Briscoe lasso, lassos the boat while Betty messes up and uh, falls in, and of course she can't swim. Painful scene. It was very painful. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Bris- I did like Briscoe's reaction to her you know, yelling for help. Yes. Um. <laughs> I won't steal any quotes. Uh, Whip awakes in the basement now with Socrates. And uh, Donald Grayson reveals himself to Whip. And he says he has to kill Whip because he was too nosy. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure the audience is really, really mystified at this point as to who's behind all this. Yeah, it should be pretty clear by now. Um <laughs> Um, so they find next they find out that Mr. Cross has been been hanged 
and uh, his killer went into the barn again. And Briscoe says a terrible pun about Mr. Cross. You cross him off the list. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. <laughs> it's like a pun ever. And uh, she says that she uh, had to kill Mr. Cross. Or, well, no, not she. I mean, Donald Grayson says <laughs> he had to kill Mr. Cross because he was going to lead them right to him. <laughs> um, I guess because he was sloppy or something. I don't know. Too talkative. Yeah. Um, and they check out the barn again, and uh, Betty breaks a mirror, and I love Bowler getting mad at her. I can sympathize. But, uh, <laughs> Why? Because you don't like her? Yeah. <laughs> well, him getting mad uh, is actually a good thing, because he stomps his feet, and they find a trap door, and uh, Bowler and Briscoe go down. They leave Betty behind again. Good choice. Um, <laughs> they find the hearse, and it's got it's electric with uh, brushes boogie that rotate. Hmm? I just said boogie woogie. <laughs> <laughs> they find the electric hearse, <laughs> electric boogaloo hearse. Um, uh, and then uh, the conductor's been kidnapped as well, Mr. Pearson. He and Socrates are about to be hanged by Donald, and. Um, Bowler and Briscoe come in and uh, turn Donald around, and he's just a corpse. <laughs> corpse. Wow. Well preserved corpse, corpse for like a ten year old. Mm. I don't know if they, if uh, Diana was taught uh, uh, embalming as well. Prob- she must probably. Have. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, I, you know, I don't understand why there would have been a smell of formaldehyde otherwise. Well, he probably reeks of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would, yeah, cause she was, like, <laughs> smelling it on him. I don't know, yeah, she must be spritzing him every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> she's just got a spray bottle, and she's just like... <laughs> Weird. So I smelled the formaldehyde on the stage in the first scene, so was he there, too? Mm-hmm. His body? Or she was. She, she was. was. She, so she spritzes herself with formaldehyde? Yeah, she has the scent on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're around that stuff, you start smelling like it. Gross. Trust me on this. Oh, <laughs> all that formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's revealed that Diana is both herself and her father. Um, she's arguing <laughs> with herself, and she... She's crazy. She's crazy. And she tries to hang them uh, as she runs out, but uh, Briscoe and Bowler shoot the ropes. So that Socrates doesn't die. <laughs> she also sets fire on the way out, and uh, Bowler's putting it out while Briscoe chases her. And then there's a shootout in the graveyard. Uh, I don't know why Briscoe's walking out in the open like that. Mm. <laughs> smart. She's just a woman. I was gonna say that, but you beat me to it. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. Yeah. But he survived. Um, I'm kind of anticlimactic a little bit this scene. Yeah. Mm, he should have beat her ass. <laughs> uh, well, he beats everyone else up. Yeah. Um, I wish she had been stopped by some sort of clumsy thing that Betty did. Yeah, that would have made you know that would have paid it off. Yeah. Good, That's true. Good thinking. And then, <clears throat> um, so yeah, he catches her. She says her father's well. She's says her father's innocent she actually killed her mom and her father took the blame and then briscoe captures her um and then the next day the group's kind of feels kind of bad for her but they're gonna make sure she gets the help she needs we'll still hit that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and uh 
Apparently the conductor, yeah, he can swear in the new sheriff. But yeah, like, why does she get to be sheriff? She did nothing. She, <laughs> she did nothing but fail. She tried. And that's... Mm. Yes, that's the perseverance is what matters. No, most of the time they left her behind. And they're like, you stay here. We're going to do everything. <laughs> But yeah, like, like, but this is giving her confidence, and maybe that will make all the difference mm, because she's obviously. No. <laughs> I don't know. Why would this give her confidence? She didn't do anything. Like, like, like he said, if 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 her bumbling caught the the bad guy, I can see that. I can see her be like, oh, I can do stuff, and yeah, you deserve to be sheriff. You caught the bad guy. Mm. <laughs> it was a team effort, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was if the he hadn't gotten Bowler mad, he would well, have made him stamp his foot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm confident everyone in that town will be dead soon. Um, <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> um, Bowler uh, is walking, un- or Betty goes under a ladder with Bowler's urging. Um, you know, there's it's, there's nothing's going to happen. Break the curse. Break yeah. the curse. She goes under, nothing happens. Then he goes under, and he knocks the guy into the water, and Socrates gets soaked. Worst birthday ever. Yeah. The end. <laughs> so Socrates doesn't can't catch a break. No. No. So, do you guys have any notes that you didn't get a chance to say because I was running through this too fast? <laughs> uh, I got one, I think. Okay. The only, the only other note I have is uh, leading up to the Brisco using the uh, what was it the rain bath? Yep. Uh, she asks him if he believes in life after death, and he kind of gives, you know, eh, you know, I'm I'm open to it, yeah, yeah, uh, whatever. But it's like, why why wouldn't he be more definite about that? I mean, he had a whole episode where he teamed up with his dead dad, yes, like dead guys. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe that was just the orb projecting an image of his father, and it wasn't actually his father. Well, new stuff that only his father would know, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Anything else? Uh, oh, it seemed like there were lots of wolf and hawk noises during this episode. <laughs> Is that normal, or were there more than normal? I think you know, when they're in the wilderness, we hear them quite often. <laughs> okay. Is <laughs> We heard them so often in that episode where his dad came back that Mel thought his dad wasn't. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We did. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys? Have you heard the difference between like the wilderness noises in like American TV shows and British TV shows? No. Because there's just like some really freaky noises in like British TV shows. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, any time where they go into the woods, there's like just really. I don't know. Freaky, screechy animals. Well, they have different animals over there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just terrifying. Just, so don't go in the woods in Europe, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah. That's just British people. They just sound kind of screechy. Full of wolves. I think the first time I ever noticed it was back when I was watching Torchwood. So. Oh. <laughs> what did they sound like? What kind of animals? I can't, I can't imitate it. Are they cat, cat-like, dog-like, okay, you should post bird-like? a video, Caitlin. Okay, I'll find, I'll find something to post for you. Right, yes. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited now. It was just a bunch of mutants in those woods. In the, in your... <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> I did notice there was some crows when they were, like, shooting in the graveyard. They scared some oh, yes. crows away and crows, stuff like that. Crows are ubiquitous with uh, graveyards. Yes. Um, yeah. All right, well, who's got a rating? <laughs> Nobody does. No. Well, I'll go. Um, 
I'm uh, I liked parts of it. I really didn't like Betty. Um, <laughs> I liked the homage to Psycho, all that stuff. Uh, I'll give it six out of ten. Rotten Dads. Wow, better than average. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. You know what? I thought it was a fun show. The first time I watched the episode, I got a kick out of Betty, and I thought she was really fun. And it's just, it's just kind of a fun mystery episode. I think the fact that, you know, it just seemed like sort of a surreal mystery made it kind of fun. So I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten horseless horses. Mm. Wow. I'll give it six out of ten poisoned drinks. It was okay. I did like the mystery aspect of it, but the rest, the Betty, the the uh, Graysons, the, the, it was just okay. Mm. Who's left, Mel? Um, I uh, I Betty was kind of annoying, but she was also kind of funny, I guess. But I, I, I still like I'm just on the line where I just can't decide whether I like her or not. She, I don't know. She's just like. Kind of too over the top, but <laughs> um, but I, I did like some aspects of it. Uh, like Matt said, the psycho, and I always like Bowler and Briscoe kind of being angry at each other, or whatever. Uh, well, I always just enjoy Bowler. Um, so I guess I'm gonna give it a six out of ten invigorating herbs. Mm. Is that everybody? Okay. Nope. No, you didn't go? <laughs> um, I think this is, for me, I think this is probably the worst episode of Briscoe County Jr. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't think it was very good. And I ain't scared to rate it low. So I'm going to give it three out of ten. Toes. Toes getting rubbed by Mrs. Van Allen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh- Without gloves. <laughs> So uh, so let's do high points and low points. Who's ready for that? I am. Okay. My high point was the headless and the horseless hearse. <laughs> and my low point was Betty. All right. I'm going to agree with that. My low point is also Betty. <laughs> oh, yours too? <laughs> Unless we're doing like specific moments with Betty. You can. Uh, no, I'll just do Betty. Okay. <laughs> it's three for Betty. Uh, my high point was the shower psycho scene. You're not even done with the low points, so... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, my low point would either be whip skull ability or just the toe rotating scene. Which is it? Mm. The toe rotating. I don't know. It all depends on who uh, like who didn't go for the low point. Caitlin? Yeah. Well, it's, mine it's... was either going to be whip being an idiot or the scene when they're visiting Mr. Riley's in his little cellar. Oh, yeah. It was just too over the top. <laughs> the mumbling in. No, not literally low point. Not, not yeah. literally low point. <laughs> you know what? I can do what I want. <laughs> well, you can pick your low point choice. I'll pick mine. Cause yeah, which one do you want? The same one. Oh, such pressure, Mel. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, guess I really think, for me, it's Whip being an idiot. Okay. All right, I'll go with the toe rotating. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. Yeah, that was pretty gross. <laughs> okay, uh, what's your high Although point? Although it was funny. What's your high <laughs> point? My high point is the rain bath scene. 
same as me. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't know that was yours. Ah, oh, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> um, Caitlin, what's your high point? Oh, man. It's tough. I kind of want to pick the same one as you guys, but uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> Just let you know that m- my sentiments are the same about this scene. <laughs> um, I For me, I'm going to pick the moment when we see... Uh, at the very end, the split personalities of the Graysons, <laughs> of or the single Grayson, but yeah. All right. Uh, what about you, Sergeant? Uh, hmm, um, I'm gonna pick the shootout with Mr. Cross in the graveyard. <laughs> For some reason, to me, that was just pretty funny. Okay. The shootout, or just him guessing people's weight, or. Of the whole scene, and him shooting at them, and then coming out, and then just standing there <laughs> until she takes his shotgun away. Yeah, uh, the whole thing. <laughs> I like that one. What uh, did you guys think of the actress when uh, portraying Diana when she was playing the father and herself? Did you guys think she did a good job? Like I know Caitlin <clears throat> sound like you thought she did a good job. I, I did think she did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. What about the rest of you? Yeah. She was. She wasn't bad, but she. She's adequate. <laughs> yeah, she didn't stand out either to me. Okay. At it least would have been. It would have been better if she had done something with her mouth while she was. <laughs> 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 Wait, Will, is this thing that you have trouble with? Is it called a smile? <laughs> oh. Uh, no comment. <laughs> What's a smile? What's a smile? I don't know what that is. <laughs> For the gift. All right, who's got a quote? Blow out those candles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need some uni- some voices in unison for that. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Sock blows out those candles, Miss Dottie's gonna jump out and kiss him. <laughs> Blow out those, Blow out those candles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was funny to me that apparently they they were completely unfamiliar with the whole concept of yeah being a cake with a woman inside. Oh, maybe they were trying to make this a coming thing. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, Bowler and Betty. Um, well, if he's back, he's dead. If he's dead, he can't be back. Sounds like he's back. If he's back, he can't be dead. <laughs> I got I got one. Um, in the very first scene with uh, Donald Grayson, uh, where, where Socrates first wakes up, and Socrates tells him that he's dead, uh, he goes, he goes, I'm back! And then we cut to uh, Socrates, right, uh, reacting. And then we cut back to Grayson, and he just goes, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> I must sound like a zombie now. <laughs> <laughs> I liked this Briscoe and Betty exchange. Which way did she go? Physically that way. Mentally, who knows? <laughs> I didn't really understand that. <laughs> I guess just because she's crazy. But how would Betty know she's crazy? She just saw somebody run by. That's all she knows. Yeah, yeah she wasn't in there for that. She doesn't know. Maybe that. she had the crazy look in her eyes. Yeah. Well. Oh, Briscoe, give me some warning before you get naked in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and you mind moving? I hate seeing your best dance. <laughs> He's got all- Maybe he wants the warning so he can get oiled up himself. Maybe. Ooh. Bowler has all kinds of problems with Briscoe's body in this episode. <laughs> He's got body issues. He's gonna give Briscoe body issues, yeah. I also like the quote, uh, the creepy Diana quote, where she's like, 
my father believed with the right formula to preserve the human body, people could <laughs> come back from the dead. Also, I like the exchange with the when Mrs. Van Allen offers to massage other toes. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> no, we're fine, thank you. They physically recoil away from her. <laughs> no thanks. We haven't had any Alex Cross. As don't look in people's graves after as buries them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, seen, yeah, have you seen our friend? Oh, 185. Haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> nope, haven't had the pleasure. Something like that. I like the bowler when superstitions off for old ladies and gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is pretty funny. <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's go to our feedback. No, uh, oh, Seamus came in first. Usually he uh, he's last. Or second to last. <laughs> um, it a while ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure all these came in a while ago. Do you want to move this? Yep. All right. Here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts of Bad Luck Betty. And you know, I'm actually looking at the DVD menu right now for the episode screen. And Buller, what are they? What is he looking at? What is Bris- Briscoe's looking off into the distance? Uh, looking at something. I don't know. I don't know why this is a big deal. This episode, I, oh god, this was such a strange episode. And I'm, great, I'm really glad to see that Whip is like, apparently he's just sticking around as, as a main person, at least for now, with, you know, only two more episodes left in the show. I don't know what this decision was, but I like him. Although, we need we need the professor back. Like, right now. Where is he? I miss you. Come back. You're so great. Please, please don't leave. Um... God, what else? What else? You know, I like that Socrates got to do something a little more serious in this episode, and I like that there was a nice little twist at the end. A little strange, but whatever. And dude, just Briscoe. I think there was. I think it was at the beginning. Briscoe was making fun of Bowler's <laughs> or something. Something Bowler was doing. I don't remember off the top of my head. Even though I literally just watched the episode. But oh, this is great, dude. There's only two more episodes of Briscoe County Junior left. That's not enough. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I'm just, I know that they're great, but I don't want the show to end again for me. There's always, I can always rewatch it again and watch bonus features. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so that's all I really have to say. Oh, if this episode was a food, what would this episode be if it were a food? <laughs> like a lot of chicken. I just made chicken yesterday. <laughs> I don't even know if these foods have anything to actually do with the episode and more just what's on my mind. I haven't had dinner yet. I only had a sandwich earlier and I'm really hungry. <laughs> I like letting you all know this. Anyway faithful to intro to briscoe county ears i'll see you next time is it the last time are we are you splitting up part one and part two i don't know we'll find out so maybe it'll be the, maybe next time will be the last time maybe it won't but until next time oh yeah see ya now i must know seamus chicken what kind of chicken chicken strips chicken a la king you weren't specific enough yeah it's not very specific chicken I comes need, in many ways i need to know <laughs> our minds need to know yes uh, if you're sad about I know oh, that he, what? Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, even Seamus couldn't say that this episode was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't say it was bad, but no. it was entertaining, guys. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was but a decent watch. If he's sad about Bisco it. going, he can uh, he can always get. Um, I mean, X Files is coming back. Twin Peaks, well, might be coming back. Twin Peaks is coming back. You know, get Briscoe 2016 trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. 
with no bowler. Oh, that's true. Never mind. Can't be done. You can't. <laughs> this wouldn't be the same. You couldn't do a CG bowler. That's no. This <laughs> CG. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, when you see the CG Michael Jackson, it's just creepy. <laughs> uh, who wants to read Robin? I can. I can. Or oh, fine. No, we'll you can fight over it. You can do I it. You want to fight? Yeah. I'll... Oh. But I fight dirty, though. I might bite you. I can take it. I've been bit by my siblings all growing up, so, you know, I can take it. They all have you ever been bitten on the stomach? Yes, I have. Oh, no. You win. You win. Getting <laughs> hot in here. <laughs> There's Robbins. Okay. <clears throat> I will quote the puntacular words of Briscoe. Guess we can cross this one off the list. Whatever, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> was Betty supposed to be funny? I say good luck to the town of Midnight for having that dumb dumb as a sheriff. <laughs> See what I did there? Because she's bad luck. Moving on. <laughs> I love Psycho and the thought. I thought seeing Briscoe having his own shower scare was pretty funny. However, it made the whole mystery seem even more obvious. And just taking a moment to think of all the overplanning the judge's daughter would have ha- have to go through to pull this off is pretty hilarious. <laughs> I don't have much else. I'm ready to move on to high treason. I'm really hoping we have an epic finale after that episode, and no cameos from Deputy Dog. <laughs> Robin. Thank, Thank you, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Um, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to do the next episode, just part one and part two, in one episode, or do you want to just break it up? You should split it up. <laughs> it, it's a cliffhanger, so okay. Yeah, we can split. Okay. Your newbies, your newbies should be guessing as to what. We'll going. just try not to have too much time between them. <laughs> yeah, try right. to stay on schedule this time. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So the next one is from Victor DeGrand, and before we read that, I just want—I don't. In case anybody didn't hear, unfortunately, Bob DeGrand, who's sent us plenty of feedback in the past and hosts several podcasts of his own. Unfortunately, he passed away this past week. Um, the whole podcast community was really shocked and saddened to hear that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, our, yeah, our condolences, Victor. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard from Victor. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bob was a really nice guy. I podcasted with him. Oh, like a dozen times probably. <laughs> Yeah. And I heard him on several podcasts and uh Yeah, he was quite yeah. he was a you know like prolific. Yeah, yeah very, very prolific presence. So yeah, <laughs> he's a really nice guy and yeah, we're gonna miss him. Well, yeah. People have the opportunity yeah. to listen to him for years, yeah. you know, through all these podcasts he's been on. He's, he he's, <laughs> he made the rounds on the podcast circuit. Yeah. <laughs> As a lot of us yeah. do. Yeah. 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 But again, uh Sorry for your loss, Victor. Um, But we'll Mm. read your feedback now, which was sent before that happened. Um, Mm. I I won't blame you if we don't hear from you next next week or next time, Victor. Don't worry about it. Mm. I was kind of hoping we would have one in our from Bob mailbox from Bob. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't one. Um, Do you want to read it, Mel? Yeah, I can read this one. Yeah. Okay. So from Victor. 
This episode opens with Sophocles celebrating his birthday, and it looks like they're planning to embarrass him, or maybe even publicly humiliate him. <laughs> Actually, we had the French subtitles on that, and you the word for kiss is embrasser, and you thought he, it said embarrass? <laughs> so you're like, they're gonna embarrass Sophocles? What? <laughs> so that's not too far off, I guess. Um, oh, even better, he's kidnapped. <laughs> Victor thought, Victor thought he was rid of Socrates. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, Victor. Then for some reason, the boys decide to go off and rescue him. Why would you do that? So they track him to a town where a signpost says, Midnightville, population strange. They aren't kidding either. The deputy, Betty O'Donnell, makes Barney Fife look like Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But this is another of those loopy episodes that ends up being endearing despite itself. There's a guy named Cross who identifies everyone by their weight. Notice he doesn't try that on any women. <laughs> he may be eccentric, but he's not that brave. There are also some nice coming things like a rain bath and a battery-powered carriage. Comet is his usual heroic self again, and even Sophocles gives a good account of himself given the circumstances. But Bowler is wonderfully cranky again. Did you ever hear of Needlepoint? <laughs> <laughs> Diana Grayson turns out to be crazy, and I mean really crazy, not just in a uh, Rita fail fatal attraction kind of way. <laughs> Above all, there is clever writing, and that can save just about anything, so I'm going to overlook Whip Morgan and give this one 8.5 hideous horseless hearses. Regards, wow. Victor. Oh. Yeah, Victor! Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it, Victor. Yeah. Yeah. The highest rating? That's two of you. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I, you know what? I have no problem if people like an episode oh, or no, not. Oh, no, me neither. Whatever. No, no. As we've said many times before. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and our final one is from Matt A. Let's see. I just finished watching Bad Luck Betty not five minutes ago. Wow. Wow, where to begin? <laughs> this episode is like Psycho meets Saw with a little bit of Sleepy Hollow, and then a Rachel Dratch character thrown in for some reason. <laughs> but you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about how Whip says the word rowboat. He pronounces it rowboat. Rowboat. There was a rowboat stored here. <laughs> Super emphasis on boat. Rowboat. There was a rowboat stored here. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Ooh, ooh. When he smelled the formaldehyde on um, the the lady, I don't, I forget the character's name, but she was the Ross's lesbian wife on Friends. When he smelled the <laughs> formaldehyde, yeah. I thought for sure that he would have pieced it together. But then he drank the tea like a real dummy. It seems like Whip does one colossally stupid thing each episode. But I still like him. He's still a good guy. Oh, Ross's wife, though. She went crazy pants at the end of this episode. Full-on schizo-drunky. How long did it take you guys to realize that she was her dead father? It took me... It felt like it took me a while. 29 minutes is when I clocked it in when I first got the hint. Like, oh... She's the dad. If somebody <laughs> figured it out a lot sooner than I did, probably when they saw that uh, the Bates house, the whole nod to Psycho with the shower was very funny. Showers are not a coming thing, though. They've been around for a long time. The ancient Greeks had showers. Yeah. I found a website describing early showering mechanisms in the United States, and one from 1830 is called the American Virginia Stool Shower. What? I could just imagine somebody ordering that and being like, oh, I thought I'd be clean, but now I'm just covered in feces. <laughs> well, you know, stool shower because you sat on a stool and you operated the, the mechanism with a foot pedal. So that's enough rambling. Wow. Guys, I really like this one. It reminded me a lot of the Bounty Hunters convention. 
bit of an atypical plot, lots of memorable moments, funny moments, the nods to Psycho and other horror movies I really appreciated, kept my interest. The only thing I didn't like about this one, bad luck Betty herself, she <laughs> was terrible. So I have to knock half a point off and give this one a nine and Whoa. a half out of ten. Wow. Folks. <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. Betty was the worst. I know. I mean... You're very generous only knocking half a point off. I had yeah. to knock the whole four points off. <laughs> but I did like everything else besides her, really. But well, she was a big part of this episode. Yeah, it's fascinating to me that they named the episode after her. I mean, yeah. I, guess, I guess they thought that she must be really awesome and everybody would like the character. Yeah. We're going to have another oh, really? Rico where, where would the episode be without such a zany character? <laughs> I guess. I didn't realize that that uh, Diana was uh, Ross's ex-wife. Yeah, We're friends. I, I, you know what? I was like, she looks awful familiar. Yeah. And I didn't realize why. And that's probably she was also on Herman's head. Was mm. she? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Yeah. She was the main. That show, but I've heard about it. I forgot to mention it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't have anything from Harold, so I guess this wasn't worth worthy of his time. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't blame you, Harold. <laughs> Uh, I hope we at least get something from Harold on the last episode. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next episode is called High Treason, I believe. I'm is not, it part one? Part one, yes. Part one, yes. And we are going to do that in two parts. Yeah, we'll do it in two parts. Okay, um, here's my prediction, guys. Are you ready for it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Briscoe, Bowler, and the gang, they become outlaws and are chased all around the country. Oh. Yeah. What did um, they do? What did they do? Well, what did they <laughs> do? What didn't they do? That's the question. <laughs> Murdered, thievery, you know. Rape. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I, didn't, I didn't go there. <laughs> I think, Just I, the tasteful crimes. Yeah. The stylish finally, crimes. They're finally government spies. Like, you know how they were, like, appointed as government spies? Yeah. Well, they they finally are government spies, and they're, like, appointed. Oh, yeah, how many jobs have they actually done for the yeah, government so far? Two, maybe two. Yeah, one. maybe a couple. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they probably have to do something that they don't think is right, but the government is all like, guys, you gotta do this, and then they don't. It's gonna be the X-Files. Yeah, and then... <laughs> they put a burn notice. <laughs> yeah. Or that. I think that somebody's gonna be framed, and Briscoe's gonna have. No, Briscoe's gonna be framed for something he didn't do. Guys, my di- my dying wish for the show is that there will be some sci-fi element in these last two episodes. Yes, uh, I hope so too. I can't remember if you're or gonna be disappointed a, at or At least not. a professor. Yeah. Nothing else. Well, he's not sci-fi. He's just yeah. What? He's <laughs> steampunk. But he's gadgety. So he's that's steam- rockets. He's gadgety, and that still kind of satisfies a sci-fi element. Mm, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what constitutes a sci-fi element? Uh, we should we need to nail this down a little bit. <laughs> just glow something <laughs> futuristic, something a little bit unbelievable. Yeah. Has to glow. Yeah. It has to go <laughs> beyond <laughs> something <laughs> beyond like a coming thing thing. <laughs> something. Yeah. He'll have radiant glowing skin. He'll have a laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> laser beam. Pure <laughs> antimatter. Briscoe is actually a descendant of an alien race. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, so if if, if there's glowing skin. I predict that this will be a skincare commercial. <laughs> I trace it. Alright. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like, yeah. Okay. Um, they'll never, the, you know, baby smooth skin. <laughs> Everywhere. For everybody. For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so um, thanks for joining us, everybody, and thanks for joining us, uh, Sergeant Drano. Uh, do you have any podcasts that you want to plug? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm the host of uh, I'm the host of a podcast called Station Seven: The Door. Uh, we podcasted on Lost since just before season six aired, and we are kind of on and off ever since. Uh, currently, these days, we mostly podcast on The Walking Dead, uh, which of course is in hiatus right now. So we'll be back. <laughs> doing things uh in a few weeks at this point because it's, it's coming back soon cool can't wait um do you have any other projects besides podcasts um no <laughs> <laughs> all right uh will what about you well yes uh, still the uh Babylon 5. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. What do I do again? <laughs> Some show I'm on. <laughs> 20-year-old show. Oh, yeah. The Babylon 5 podcast down below. And in just a few short weeks, there's What We Make, a Terminator podcast, whatwemakepodcast.com. And that I'm will be so with me on that show. Yep. Exciting. I'm super yeah. excited for this one. Yeah. Great job. It'll be awesome. And one other podcast that I'm going to be on, and along with Mel, is uh, Hooplecast with Matt A. Yeah. Deadwood Podcasts. We don't know what a hoople is. Yeah. We'll find out soon. <laughs> we we discussed that we were thinking it might be from what? Fraggle Rock. Mel thinks hooples are, are similar to doozers from Fraggle Rock. Oh, she's, okay. she's hoping, at least. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping there's delightful little creatures scurrying in the underground. Yeah. Uh, keep <laughs> hoping. Keep hoping. <laughs> I haven't seen it myself. I haven't seen Deadwood, See, but... You can't, you, can't, you can't, yeah, so you can't tell me that You can't there's... crush your dreams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. can't remember what that is, tell the truth, but I'm ready to find out. find out soon enough. Don't tell me. I don't, don't crush my dreams. She doesn't even want to know. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and I, I recently guested on a podcast, uh, Clone Dance Party, is the Orphan Black podcast, which Bob did. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in the show, you should go back and watch it. Super sci-fi show, but I don't know if they've decided to continue or not yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a show I've never watched, Orphan Black. Yeah, it's um, great. I've heard, I've heard lots of good things about it. Mm-hmm. So many shows to watch. I feel like there's not enough time for all yeah. of them. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have to do other things in life besides watch TV or something. Exactly. <laughs> you got a podcast about watching TV. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see everyone next time uh, for the first part of the two-part finale. And uh, Betty list finale. Hopefully, Betty list finale. <laughs> and uh, just no spoilers. <laughs> and uh, we just uh, one more time say. Uh, our respects and condolences to Victor and uh, yeah. Bob's in, family. Rest in peace, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll miss you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. uh, see you in two weeks' time, hopefully. Sorry about the delay this time, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. 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 So, sorry for sniffing in your ears because I'm sick. Bye. Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbrisco at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash introbrisco. Also... 
We're on them newfangled Twitters at IntroBriscoe, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbriscoe.blogspot.ca. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man behind blue eyes. No one knows what it's like to be hated, to be fated, to telling only lies. But my dreams, they aren't as empty as my conscience seems to be. I have hours only lonely. My love is vengeance that's never free. No one knows what it's like to feel these feelings like I do, and I blame you. No one bites back as hard on their anger. None of my pain and woe can show through. But my dreams, they are as empty as my conscience seems to be. I have hours only lonely. My love is vengeance that's never free. When my fist clenches, crack it open Before I use it and lose my cool When I smile, tell me some bad news Before I laugh and act like a fool If I swallow anything evil Put your finger down my throat If I shiver Give me a blanket, keep me warm, let me wear your coat. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man.